Uh, Why do I always find that so amusing? I, I don't know. It's I laugh every time. Well, I always have to say it in a stupid American accent, so I think one of us trying an Irish accent tonight for, just for funsies. Do we have to try, or is it just going to be you? Yes. Uh, no, I want to hear what you do. Oh, God. If I, okay, it'd be like, uh, clop. Don't be this. I'll do a solo first. <laughs> Zach, type me in. Ready? One, two, three. Clap. Uh, Let's try it together now, guys. Okay. One, two, three. Someone said clop. We all said clop, yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right. Fucking shite. It's, uh, this is a good Monday. <laughs> I've slept two hours in the past. I had a bachelor party, and then Christian uh, did what he did in front of everyone on Game of Thrones Sunday night. Hi. Thanks for coming back, man. Thank you for having me on this auspicious occasion. It's a special occasion. How's your day been so far? A little busy? I've been toasting marshmallows on my phone. Toasted ravioli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been it's been an intense telecommunication day. Eric texted me earlier today, and he just wrote. He said, "Remember Hodor Week?" Oh, that was a long time ago. It really was a long time ago. <laughs> a lot's happened since then. And then, <laughs> yeah, shit. I found out that the only reason he texted me that was because he was in Seven Eleven at the time, and they have uh, Shark Week promotions in store. <laughs> they do. It's it's coming up, guys. It's in another month, but uh, Why? fortunately, we didn't have to wait till till June twenty sixth to to get Christian back on. And Christian, we we thought in in honor of this episode, we would order some White Castle. Oh, really? <laughs> Where's the White yeah. Castle? It's in the fridge. Where it belongs. Where it's going to stay. So the last time we were all together was in New York City. And uh, that was also a very auspicious and fun occasion. But now I think while we're happy to be speaking at the same time, and we're really happy to have you. And I'm sure the listeners out there are very excited to hear you uh, say many words. Uh, it's I mean, sad, you know? It is sad. It's, no, it's, been, it's been a sad day. I'm not going to lie. Um yeah, I didn't expect it to be so much. It's been a year of basically keeping my mouth shut, which has mm. been very, very difficult, I have to say, because I'm really bad at it, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's almost like I've cleared a blockage now. But yeah, it feels like the end of something, which obviously it is. But, it's, you know, I'll be okay, guys. I've got money and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you know about the Genesis, the origin story of the White Walkers? I did not. So you you found that out because I know that you with just you, you watched it at home, right, with your mom tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that's a that's a lie. I read, I read it in the scripts, but I didn't really pay much attention <laughs> to the other parts of the script. Fast forward to the parts. Gotta focus on memorizing your lines. Oh, no, that's an old joke. Yeah. I don't feel that I'm, I'm not gonna let you away with that, I'm afraid. That's a really, <laughs> really old joke. Yeah, six years old. How get a fucking. Yeah, line. but it was funny when I said it, right? Like, right? It was. Absolutely <laughs> I'm the only one qualified here to tell you. You're definitely the most qualified. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Love you, Hannah. How about, how about the, the character of Hodor, though? You always played him with such depth. There was always meaning behind each of the each 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 and every Hodor. To find out that that there is meaning behind it, to find out this this entire this tragic sort of origin of Hodor, and 
death of of Willis, we kind of got two deaths in that same character. One thing I wanted for Hodor out of this whole series is that a he was explained, mm. people knew who he was and what he was about, and also he had a good death. And I'm so happy with how it played out. Um, I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Um, it was a, it was a fantastic scene to film. Um, was extremely emotional. Um, it was physically taxing as well, which was great. I mean, it, it all sort of made it very real. Um, in fact, one of the scars on my face was actually real. <laughs> I, had a, I had a massive scab in the middle of my forehead, mm. and it was very, it was absolutely delightful. So that wasn't that wasn't CGI. Well, the stunt guys kept knocking it off, <laughs> so it was just sort of bleed all over the place, which is kind of lovely. There's all probably like hepatitis now. <laughs> <laughs> I've infected White Walkers with hepatitis. Yeah, yeah, it's your memento from from the Thrones experience. experience. <laughs> you made me cry, dude. Really, man, I find that very difficult to believe because I've never seen human emotions. Well, it happened last night, and it wasn't small. <laughs> really, man? I promise. This was I was watching it, and uh, everything started to happen. And I think a lot of it was also Sam's phenomenal performance as well. Yeah, Sam's great. He killed it. He. It was it was happening, and um, I, I felt like the the misty eyes thing happening, and I was like, okay, well, I understand this is emotional, and I care a lot about it, a lot about it. So this makes a lot of sense, and and this is my friend, and like, look what's happening right now. Uh, I care, I care, I care. And um, when when he, I think when he shifted from saying "hold the door" to Hodor, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like thinking about it right now, I'm getting goosebumps when it shifted, and then the credits soon after went to black. That's when I it happened, and it was like a, it was real. It wasn't. It wasn't like a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really appreciate that. I'm I'm glad. Not not glad that I made you cry. But, uh, <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> but no, it was. It's it's been a very fun thing to be a part of. I mean, art is supposed to make us feel emotion, right? And that made millions of people last night and today, um, collectively feel something and you had such an instrumental part of that it was your journey from the beginning it was from the moment that you were cast uh and carrying yourself in your personal life and in your professional life as an actor through game of thrones as hodor and uh culminating in that moment you know you you patiently along with with isaac did not take part in season five and returned for season six to the applause of the collective audience just so happy that you guys were back and then not soon after this happens. <laughs> <laughs> Only Game of Thrones. I know. I wanted to ask what was what was that like, sort of when the season off and and were you told, hey, there there's more for you, but 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 just wait, like <laughs> we have to d- get go go hit the hay, travel the world, DJing for a year, and we'll get back to you. Is that was it worked in your contract, or or how did that really work out? Well, I. We don't we, we don't get all our scripts at the same time. Um, it's just uh, I think it's pretty random actually. I, I think it depends when you start filming actually. And I started to hear some rumors from some of my friends, and I just sort of I'm not going to name any names because we're not really supposed to talk about the school. Um, right. But I, I kind of sort of cornered one of them and said, "So what? What's this? Am I going to die?" And they were like, "Uh." Yes. So you weren't pulled aside beforehand. No, they they do pull you aside, but I mean, I sort of preempted all this by being nosy. Right, <laughs> so you preempted the aside. Yeah, I didn't give them a chance. <laughs> um, 
I did my own homework and uh, I found it out. And then I did get the, I got the very, the, the ominous call from D&D saying that you're not going to make it to the end of the season, which, which I know sounds so tragic, which, which everyone gets. Um, just like they told me on the first day that I ever met them, they said that Hodor was going to be somewhat of a cultural phenomenon. I didn't really believe them. Um, they also told me that it was probably going to be the death of a very a poignant death in the entire season, in the entire collection of seasons. And I sort of didn't believe it either. And then I read it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is poignant. I was going to say, and, and I mentioned this on, on the last episode, it kind of ties into the what Zach had just said earlier is that I don't think I've felt that level of devastation watching an episode since going all the way back to season one uh, with, with Baylor when Ned loses his head. And just the complete awe and shock afterwards. I mean, devastation. It's it's just it it shakes you to watch that, and you just did such an amazing job um, portraying it. Well, I don't know if it's the truth for you guys, but um, to me, Winterfell feels like the Winterfell of, of season one feels like a, a safe haven in my head. Over the over the course of the series, has been slowly fucking eroded away by. Acid mm-hmm. and death, and like Hodor and Ned Stark, and uh, I just watch all these people slowly die, and Asha, and you know, it's just that little happy place is slowly being demolished. Uh, and the fact yeah. that you currently have you have the Devil's Son residing currently in it also is just it's just a kick in the the nads, really. Yeah, and that's what the show is so good at, and I, I think that's why it just it feels like your little safe place is being gnawed away at. Uh, there's so little of it left now. <laughs> That's true enough. I mean, this this tree, this weirwood, this stronghold at the end of the world, you know, so far north with the children of the forest, possibly the last remaining children of the forest, too. I mean, that just that got destroyed. There are there are fewer and fewer safe places every episode. Like has Bran really I don't know what happens after this, but has Bran really figured out what he's done yet? Yeah. Not only has he killed his before, He's killed uh, Summer. <laughs> he's wiped out an entire race of, of green people. He's killed the Raven. <laughs> well, I... All because he's bored. I, I think Isaac summed it up really well with his tweet where he just said, nice one, Bran. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. You couldn't have got any more perfect than that. You guys knew that weeks ago. You're so cruel. What? These emotions that you knew were going to come out of people, you know, just sitting there with that information. How many more are you sitting on, Christian? (sighs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, Isaac and I are going to see the screener of Warcraft on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has to shout, hold the door at us. They just have to. I'd be really disappointed. I have uh, I have something to share with the call uh, on Skype. This was I just found this on on social. You know, social media the day after a big. Uh, media event goes crazy. And this was sort of my favorite uh, that I saw. And I saw this like while we were sitting down to record and see if you guys get it. Oh, the door wedge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen these all. I, people delight in showing me these things. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I literally had to turn off the messages on my uh, Facebook profile. It's like a little show and tell for people. It's like, have you seen this? And I'm like, yeah, oh, 37,000 times. But yes. Oh. I, I love that. I love that. But I am human. I, I do I, I do have... I'm not Hodor. I, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a I'm not as patient as Hodor. <laughs> so the answer to everyone's question is yes, he's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> then you knew for a long time that something 
spectacular or interesting or at least feeling invoking would uh, would happen to your character? I, I, I felt it. I, I felt it in my water. Um, that, that's a horrible expression. I apologize. <laughs> in your water? <laughs> Long story. <laughs> yeah, is that like Jurassic Park when the T-Rex is coming and you it's like, oh. You have to read Dune. No, I, 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 I think it might be an Irish or UK thing. Um, people who are listening, correct me if I'm wrong. But it kind of means you feel it in your urine. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah, it kind of, I feel it in your in your bladder. It's like a bad feeling. So it's so in your gut, kind of. Might be where like the same expressions of yeah, nearby, na- around the neighborhood, around the corner. Did any of that inform the way that you portrayed him in seasons prior? <laughs> I water. No, no. The response. There was. <laughs> <laughs> Were you peeing regularly at the time of filming? What was the question? <laughs> Did your urine inform the way that <laughs> you? Uh, portrayed Hodor, Hodor in these last few seasons. Oh, no. Okay, yes. I definitely knew something big was going to happen. I always felt that, you know, people always made the joke that he's going to sit on the Iron Throne, you know, or he's going to be Azor High, or he's going to be, like, leader of the White Walkers or something like that. Yeah, White Walkers could still be real. That's actually very true. Would you come back for that? Would I come back to the biggest show in the world for another season? Yes, to lead the White Walkers. Would if you? you have time? Are you seriously asking me that? Of course, I'm <laughs> yes, of course, I'm but yeah, no spoilers there. I have no idea. Uh, I, I think he's dead. To be honest, I, I really just actually would almost rather he was. Just I think it's such a good way, good way just to leave it. That's true. But anyway, yeah, I always thought that something big was going to happen. There was no real point in having on there just to be like some sort of beast of burden, like a donkey. You might as well have had a donkey. Yeah. If there was no other reason to have you him can there. Pay and, a donkey way less as well. Yeah, exactly. And just CGI some donkey. Yeah. George, I find no matter how small a character, he just has a way to make him important. It's clever. It's, it's so good. This opens up just a ridiculous paradox with your character and the, the question of time travel. And I'm not sure what, because we haven't talked about this no. yet, but I'm not sure how you feel about uh, maybe Willis's future without Bran having spoken to him or without Bran having gone there. And obviously, since the the ink is dry, it's already happened. But, I mean, do you think that Hodor would have always been Hodor if, if this hadn't have happened? Yeah, you see, but who says he did change anything? Maybe he always had done this. Maybe he always went back in time and maybe he always affected Hodor. Yeah, you know, there's so many ways to look at it, and I love that. I, I love a bit of a enigma. Like, I, I think people have had enough explained to be kind of satisfying, but there's also a little to discuss as well. I just find it so poetically fitting that Jack Bender was brought into this episode that really opened up what we like the things that we always assumed that would happen with Game of Thrones, and we we guessed with Bran's powers in the Great North, that we would start getting to some really deep, not only just, just time-changing things, but but the mechanics of the storytelling being shifted around. And with the work that Jack was given on Lost and the sort of cultural impact that Lost had on so many people, um, I just it was such a fitting choice. Yeah, and- Jack was um, one of my favorite directors to work with, actually. Um, he really had a very specific v- vision of how he wanted the, the scene to play out, and it was an immensely complicated scene to splice together. I'm sure you can imagine. There's so many different elements which had to marry up, and obviously, when I was reacting to being hit by the White Walker, by the the whites and stuff in the door, they weren't really there. Or most of them weren't really there, but um, Jack would be standing just off camera, like 
pushing me and punching me. <laughs> not, re- <laughs> you know, making sure I was reacting in the correct way. Reminding you what's happening in Winterfell right now. <laughs> yeah. Several years in the past. So he was like fully picking me up uh, just off camera. Yeah, it really helped, actually. It really, it really helped the performance, I think. Really nice guy. It's the first time that the show has gone in that direction so i can imagine it was you know like showing not only flashbacks being a, a, a concept that just isn't gone into with game of thrones but but to be gone into in this way um cut yeah. back and forth between something that's happening in the present to the same character yeah yeah it's, it's kind of new territory isn't it and who knew who knew that the tower of joy uh sequence from earlier this season when bran calls out to his father and his father may or may not hear him who knew that that was setting up this where Bran actually is affecting the past in such he can and he wargs into previous Hodor and he's he's stuck between it that the Tower of Joy which everyone was looking forward to was a setup for this scene yeah like essentially that's crazy to me that's so backwards and crazy in a cool way but surely the Tower of Joy you're gonna have to revisit that at some stage there's so much stuff tied up there Micah thinks yeah. that Hodor is in the Tower with Liana. Well, oh, really? Do we still think that anymore? <laughs> well, I might have to uh, have to go back on that one. It's been a couple weeks, yeah. Uh, Maybe I mean, you could be right. You could be holding out and just uh, holding not that door us. too. It's gonna be a huge surprise, episode ten. Jeez, surprise! Jeez, <laughs> that's awesome. But what about that fact, though? Because what really kind of blew my mind was the fact that Hodor had these relationships, or Willis had these relationships with. The Starks with with Ned, with Lyanna, with Benjen, and you really got a sense for the fact that this family deeply cared about him and still continue to deeply care about him as the story progressed, as we know it, uh, with with Ned and his children. Yeah, I mean that was nice, nice to know he just wasn't the help, you know. Right, <laughs> it makes him feel more involved in the storyline as well. Obviously, it was it was also nice, you know. They haven't really mentioned him ever in the show as being a stable boy. Um, and it was nice to see him with a horse. You know, it was, it was sort of like a little nod, a little nod to the book Origin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really have one question coming off of last night. I rewatched uh, the, the children's scenes. Actually, okay, I have two questions. But one of them yeah. is a joke. Uh, the one question that I was going to say I had... You can't say it's a joke. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's all right. kind of defeats right. the purpose. I screwed this up. All right, I'm going to tell the not joke one then. Um, is it a knock knock so, joke? So did you did you get much time with with the children? Were they real? Were they played live? Was that the joke question? <laughs> no, the joke. <laughs> oh, good. The the other question I had. We'll get back to the children. The other question I had. This is from this. This is from this episode. How? And I really want to know. So please, please, please think deeply okay. uh, about this. But how how does Hodor like his eggs? Um... Boiled, fried up with some butter. Rasher of bacon, some blood sausage. Over easy. Yeah, he does. Over easy. Just like yeah, he likes his women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hodor likes... Uh... So, so not true, by the way. <laughs> you can put, like, over easy. You can you can um, puncture the, the center of the egg and then spread it over the toast, right? The yolk, if you will. <laughs> Yes, you, you can puncture the yolk. And... So, so back to the back to the children. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's, that's that's really let's have a day over on that question. <laughs> the children of the of the forest. What extent? <laughs> to what extent were they actual actors uh, portraying the the characters and in, in heavy? I assume prosthetic um, 
And did you get any time with, with them, talking with them on set, that kind of thing? Because of the fact that they were 100% real actors with no CGI whatsoever. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, we uh, didn't really get to spend much time with them because they were constantly being put in and out of costume. And it took a long time to get them ready. Like, hours. They would be there at like 3 a.m. in the morning getting ready. So they had a whole separate unit of, of dressers and wardrobe people. Um, but I, I'm pleased to say it was all real. Um, it was all just uh, actresses dressed up in, in prosthetics. Amazing. That's really cool. Uh, serious question here. Did you meet the Night's King, and is he as cool as he looks on TV? I'm afraid to say that I have never met the Night's King, so I am unable to answer the second part of your question. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is Pierce. Mm, that's a wonderful color. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's kind of in between purple and pink. Mm, it's right there in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so this season, The Door, the door. was this your most challenging scene to film? I'm thinking of Locke, and there might be some competition there, but this was... <sighs> depends on what you... If you're talking about challenging as an actor, challenging as a person who has to do a lot of physical work, or what, what, what sort of way, challenging as an actor... Yes, this would have been um, up there. As far as physical work, no, not really. The worst scene for that would have been the one where uh, Tyrion presents Bran with the saddle plans. Mm -hmm. That was horrific. Mm. That was a day of carrying a child up and down a hall, maybe 70, 70 80 times. <laughs> that, that, was, that was hardcore. But yeah, between Locke and this one, that would have been probably the most intense acting-wise. I just thought about the scene and got sad again. It is sad. But I, I mean, all joking aside, I don't know whether to joke about it or it, it is making me very sad. And even my mother, it is. My mother was sort of holding off watching it. She just she couldn't bring herself to watch it. She's been spending all day looking through all the tweets and stuff and getting all sad about. Dude, you got um, my grandma like upset. That's a bad thing. I don't want to upset your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> What a horrible thing to tell me. I'm sorry, but it's true. You did this. <laughs> I'm just glad that this happened with this character hodor no one all men must die right and all yeah. no, like we don't want the characters we love to die but if if it's gonna happen uh, and, it, and it does but if it's gonna happen save those that are important to you exactly and, and that's you know, what he did hodor is never going to be one of the main characters and you know the other the other prospect is bran maybe becomes all powerful or gets a huge storyline and hodor just disappears off at the end of the at the end of the season nothing really big happens to him this is far better for me far better for the character you know he gets to make a mark he gets to die in a way which i feel hodor would be happy with but my mm -hmm. question is where does hodor feasibly fit into the story as a character because he is he is so good he is so good to his core and and the characters that we love and support in this series people like bran for example mm. all have their streaks of humanity but it seems like like willis was what i mean i think one thing that we're not talking about from this episode is the true uh joy and glee in that that moment that mira and hodor had sharing uh in in the tree in this same episode yeah and uh we might get to go home and have eggs yeah okay. And we got to see, you know, this wasn't, he wasn't trying to, to be in a good mood or to try to be someone's friend. Like, he's just part of a conversation, feeling it out, smiling and laughing legitimately, yeah. and uh, had no, right you know what I mean? like, nothing cold. in his back, back pocket. There was no purpose for his kindness. Especially if we're assuming that Hodor knew all along what his fate would be in this 
weird time travel circle that has been presented with us, the fact that he was able to continue to have this kind, sweet, cheery, cheery manner about him in situations where he knew possibly eventually this was going to be his fate. Yeah. Yeah, he's a solid guy. But to me, the to me the setup with the the, the chat about the bacon and the sausages and stuff. That to me, that was the HBO way. That was like you know they're offering you a lovely handshake with a velvet glove, and then mm. in, inside inside it. the glove, there's a fucking ten thousand volts. You know, <laughs> that's right. That to me is just, straight to the yeah, heart. Straight to the heart. That's the that's the HBO way. You looked really happy. I was happy. Well, he scene. was happy. I was happy. I do like sausages. Uh, there's, there's no one likes a big, a big sausage like I do. There was no acting there when you had to Things I never thought I would commit on record. <laughs> um, You're lying to yourself. Yeah, but yeah, there's humanity there. That's I. That's what I. That's what I hope I injected because I believe that I am not a bad person in real life and. I, I I treasure my my own humanity and I treasure that in other people, and that's what I hope I brought to Hodor and made him a bit human. Mm. Absolutely, you did. We go through the books and we feel him, and you know the the moments that Hodor feels the most Hodor is when he's walking to for me at least, and maybe everyone has their own narrative, but like when he's walking with Bran and he's yeah. beating up some old trees with a sword that he found down in the crypts, you know. Like that's that's to me is like this this person that yeah and like he, yeah. that one of the scenes where I'm feeding Rick on uh, I'm giving him nuts and stuff you know what I mean that's just Hodor to, to, <laughs> that sounds really wrong <laughs> you know but well I can't it, only because you, of what preceded yeah, it that's true right I mean when he's doing little acts of kindness like that that is Hodor um he's just doing his job I I will say with 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 Hodor it's 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 essentially like. There's another scene in it in last night's episode where mm. the red priestess is with Varys and and, and Tyrion, and she says uh, that that we all have a, a purpose. I quoted the line last night. I wrote it down somewhere, but I forget it now. But it, there's there's a purpose. There's a reason why we we are who we are and where we are. And you know, getting into thoughts of destiny for for each of these characters, they all serve this purpose. Mira and Jojen and Hodor were with Bran to to support his cause and for hodor it's it's far more personal for hodor it's his his destiny he was he was plucked from the past when he was just you know in winterfell happened to be right there and yeah. and when this incident with bran happens his 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 entire purpose from that moment forward was was to hold the door was to protect bran in the future years in the future bran wasn't even born yet That's right so in a way, there's a, a beauty and a simplicity to having his destiny pointed out to pointed to be so clear and 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 simple. Many other characters in this universe would, I, I bet, really wish that their destiny were a little bit more clear for them in that way. But it's it's terrifying and tragic, and and the thought that he could have been something else or somewhere else or done done so many better things or had a choice in the matter, which it doesn't seem that he did. No. You know, so it's it's a beautiful, tragic character, but in the way it ties in with, I think, the greater Song of Ice and Fire narrative with with having a purpose and there being a destiny and and sort of a, a greater purpose for for all of us, even the most minor character. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Uh, one thing that got to me last week was um, 
I didn't get to see Natalia during the filming of this season, and uh, it was just so sad seeing her so easily dispensed. Yeah, um, I agree. It was, it was, it was sad. But it was it was sad for me um, to see such a great character. Although, as I say, she she had a better part in the show than in the actual books, I believe. But yeah, it's sad to have to end mm-hmm. somewhere. I feel like when you need to get rid of characters, you just send them to Ramsey, and <laughs> he takes care of them. Yeah, he's awesome though. Um, such a great actor. Well, just kind of going off what Eric said, and Eric, you actually mentioned this line last night on the podcast, but it, I thought it really kind of summed everything up really well. It was said by Jackin when he says, does death only come for the wicked and leave the decent behind? And mm. that just really, to me, summed up the, the entire ending of this episode. You know, it's almost as if the writers really had an idea what they were doing in writing this episode and left these other scenes with dialogue that was relevant to what was coming as if to prepare an audience en masse worldwide weird how that happened <laughs> this show is great guys this, this show is really good i'm really glad you enjoyed it like you know obviously the show has changed so much over the years and you guys have been there since season one it's, it's just good to hear that you still enjoy it it doesn't get much better than what happened last night did you i know that you watched it today remember the uh the Greyjoy scenes and how they all flowed together uh, yeah i mean uh, to me, Gemma, Gemma has been one of the most under, underrated actresses and actors in the show. Uh, it's really wonderful getting to see her flex her muscles. Oh, she she killed it, and yeah. and Alfie killed it. Oh yeah, and, that, and... The, watching the, the interplay between those two was incredible tonight. Yeah, yeah. so good. And uh, so so that's I mean, just to respond to you, I mean, of course, you would hope that things progress and grow, but that's not what normally happens in television because there are years separating you from the the start of that Titan if it ever became a Titan in the first place. And uh it's 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 difficult to do what Game of Thrones has done. And for what happened last night to a, a rather minor character mm-hmm. from the overall series to shake the foundations of the viewing audience. I'm I'm visiting home, you know, and my my friends last night and today uh, have made a serious point to say, I don't know what happened in that show, but I know something happened <laughs> because people are talking about it. And that's it just seems very Red Wedding-esque to me. And King Rob wasn't murdered. Catelyn wasn't murdered. You know, there wasn't an unborn child stabbed. I'm more touched by this than I was the the Red Wedding. I mean, that was shock. This is, this is just my heart being torn out. <laughs> well, thank you. And crushed by a mule. So there's this question that has been... Somebody, a couple of people asked it on our Facebook and on Twitter, um, and that kind of ties into what we've been talking about with just kind of who Hodor is to the core. And one of the questions is, who was actually holding the door? Whether it was Bran being warging or whether it was actually Hodor himself and how we can interpret that scene. Um, I don't know if you have any answer to that. I, I don't have an answer to it, but I well, actually, you know what? I, I was Hodor in that scene, so let's just take up my words. Gospel, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds good to me. <laughs> um, no, I think it's obviously more of a question for the writers, but the way I interpreted the scene was um, the warg that he did to get Hodor off his feet was more of a, like a jolt. It was kind of like, come on, get up. Because uh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. he was still fleeing. Hodor was fleeing. Um, down that he was terrified running down that corridor. Um, he wasn't like single mindedly trying to kill these people. He wanted to get the fuck out of there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, and it wasn't Same. it wasn't Bran who asked him to hold the door. It was Mira, and she wasn't Wargan. Um, mm-hmm. he he just said he wanted to, himself and his friends to be away from these White Walkers. He knows he's got he's got amazing strength, 
Um, I just think that he wanted to do the right thing. Um, Brown was not work, not he was not controlling him doing the door, but I completely understand that question. Um, but yeah, because it, it wasn't Brown asked him to hold the door or made him do it. It was it was Mira. Mm. Right. I like that better because I I just the idea that Brand then is also warging into Hodor while holding that door kind of takes away from some of his goodness as as just a human being, and so. Yeah, it also makes, That's, makes I like makes, that makes answer. Brown a cold murderer. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. Brand even yeah. worse than we are. Like we're already kind of annoyed at him. At least I am. So that would just make him even worse. No, I, I genuinely believe that you know because there was fear in Hodor's face as well uh, when he's being slaughtered. It's not as if he was, you know, he, he wasn't like a, a fearless uh, puppet. puppet. You know, he, he, yeah. he was very much himself. Um, and you saw the sadness in his face. Uh, it's weird. It's weird for me talking as if he's a uh, like a third person. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, uh, you can see the sadness in the face when he sees him finally, finally go out of sight. And that's where I think he kind of knows. Yeah, I can kind of let go of the door now. I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Man, you can't do this to me right now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm like reading the comments. The listeners. Here's a comment. KN, I hope this reads as a compliment and the highest praise. This is from Amy on Facebook. But there will never be a time when I reread these books that your Hodor will not be Hodor. There is no separation in my imagination. Of course. That's, uh, why would that not be a compliment? That's a huge compliment. I mean, who gets to take on a legendary literary character? I mean, not saying Hodor is a standout from the book, but we're all, we were all the first version of these people outside people's imagination. That's a huge thing. And no matter how many times this is remade, I'll always be the first Hodor. Sean Bean will always be the first Ned Stark. You know what I mean? It's, it's a huge honor. And I'm, I'm glad. And people love to say, oh, you're going to be people shouting Hodor at you in the street for the rest of your life. So yeah, we'll bring it on. You know, mm. like, it's, it's better to be part of something like this than not be. Well said. You know, who gets to do this shit? I, I'm so lucky. And I mean, I know that it was sad for a lot of people last night, but part of part of my feeling um, wasn't just sad that I, I didn't get feels because Hodor was was being killed by whites. I, I felt because it's just like you think about what he did, you know, you think about the sacrifice and, it, and this really is, is, a, is a piece of it, but it doesn't change the overall um, feeling. But. I gotta know, you know, like, did did Hodor know? Did he know from the time he was a kid when this happened? Did he did he know that he that he was fated? Did he see Bran in that courtyard? Yeah, I don't think he knew who he was though. Um, mm. I I would imagine this is only my take on it. I would imagine that it was almost like he got his mind wiped when that happened. I, I think part of his brain got fried. Basically, the communication part. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I like to think probably his mind was wiped slightly as well. And he's not going to remember Bran um, from all those years ago. Maybe maybe there was something, but he surely didn't know how to articulate it. And at that stage, he had relearned how to communicate with a word and just committed to being Hodor as we know him, I think. What about earlier in the season when Bran... Now, I know that you haven't seen this episode, but you did it, so you probably remember it. But um, <laughs> earlier in the season, when Bran looks at Hodor mm. and says, Willis, your name is Willis. And there's that short, sort of shadow of, uh, I don't want to say confirmation, but just that he understood what Bran was saying. And he 
you know, it was like a to me it was a very intimate moment. It was very touching. Yeah, that that was a great moment. I loved that. Um, I don't think there might have been a shadow there, and that that was to, I deliberately did it that way to make people who were watching think, is he going to say something, <laughs> or is he going? Mm. <laughs> I thought it would be it would be a little bit, yet again. See, Game of Thrones has scarred me. It's turned me into a bastard. Um, it's gives him a little bit of hope, and then back to sadness again. You know, it's mm. like a little flicker, and then back to back back to the horror. Yeah, that was a sad scene. I was really pleased how that came across as well. I thought it was great, man. Yeah, I didn't only watch that. I watched that scene. I didn't watch the rest of it. <laughs> well, speaking of, of Willis, there was actually a question from uh, Mafervra on Twitter, or I think that's how you say it. But anyway, uh, they wanted to know, did you actually meet with Sam at all and, and talk with him about the character of Hodor? Um, honestly, no. Um, we've spoken over the internet, but Hey, I think he was like given my, uh, given probably like DVD until <laughs> do sort of <laughs> like, walk like this. Yeah, walk like that. <laughs> but I mean, they did such a good job of casting him. He doesn't. He doesn't look like me when I was that age. But um, just as Hodor looks in the show, he's like he's he's incredible. Um, the way he moves everything. Yeah, what he did on on the ground in that episode last night. That's hard to do, man. You know. He's a talented actor. I, I, I suspect he has a, a a future ahead of him. I'm just thinking about it, getting bummed out. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's going to be photo opportunities, a, a convention somewhere down the line to get a double Hodor photograph. <laughs> <laughs> double Hodor? Oh my god, so intense! Holding the door, right? Oh yeah, that's going to be it. Yeah. going to be it from now on. You need a door frame. And I'm going to be first in line. Photos. Someone's going to carry doors to cons now. It is known. I should let you know that I, oh, I actually own a part of that door, which is in my um my memorabilia box. <laughs> Oh, As so you cool. should. Did they destroy it with like an axe after just strike the set? No, or... he he destroyed it. He Christian oh, tore it yeah. apart with his bare hands. My teeth. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. Well, truth be told, there was not only one door. It should have been really called the doors. There was about seven or eight doors. Good. Um, what? Yeah. Well, you mean we didn't do that all in one take, buddy? <laughs> what? I know. And it just, it wasn't well, live. you didn't actually shoot that in the Great North. <laughs> no. No. I actually, Where did we, you guys we actually film that? filmed that over three different locations, I believe. Huh. Yeah, the interior was in Bambridge. Um, the exterior was in Macarimore and Quarry, where the nice, where the um, Castle Black is, and the interior was in the Pinto, or the the, the close ups were in the Pinto. Well, that's so typical. Well, what what about the crew that was surrounding you? Was was it like a skeleton crew? Oh, no, and, a, and the more it was a big crew, it was it was probably right. It was the main crew. It was, it was the big the big unit dragon i think i would have thought at some point that a, a reveal of this size would be would be kept under wraps but i can imagine that the uh the mood while you guys were filming this was pretty uh was pretty mellow pretty somber yeah it was and one of the nice things was um it was either the day before or after or maybe it was on my birthday it was i was i was like almost wrapped on my birthday um and they allowed isaac to be the one to wrap me which was really nice. That's cool. So it was, it was definitely an emotional moment. Though I did not cry. At, at the end of season four, actually, I had a bit of a warble to myself for some reason as as I uh, as I took, as I took my costume off for the for the last time. But no, it, it didn't get me this this time. Um, I think it's because I I really enjoyed the ending. Yeah, it felt right. I know from earlier conversations, you're talking about the paint hall. Um, Belfast has has definitely been affected by the presence of Game oh, of yeah. Thrones, but. 
but it's not gotten any smaller. Like we're we're in season six right now, dude, and we're talking about no oh, this great new thing that happened that everybody is still going crazy over. <laughs> My question is, what it, what it, what is it like there now? Like how have things changed? If we were just like to up pe- update people on the still wet, it's still cold. <laughs> um, still looks pretty much like Westeros all the time. Um, <laughs> it has got a lot more tourist friendly actually. But I know there's a lot of companies doing that. They have jumped onto that Game of Thrones bandwagon big style. Um, which is good. Mm. Why not? I actually was doing an interview for a completely unrelated. It was it was a it was a DJ related thing, and of all the places they took me, they took me up to the Greyjoy Harbor. Uh. yeah, and of course a coach arrives, and there's me sitting there with a video camera on me. Perfect. And all these tourists, man, there was a like, lined up. Uh, I thought I was I was part of the tour. <laughs> like, we got a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're at the Iron Islands and there's Hodor, Hodor and the Great no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were that, actually people asked yeah. me, go, "Why are you filming up here?" And I was like, oh, oh, "You no. should have started. You should have started the rumors." Oh, like, yeah, you, you just gonna have you heard to find about out. this king's mood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his real father, oh, Hodor, yeah. wearing. Oh my god, the driftwood crown. Can you imagine that? He's returning um, Theon's member in the form of blood, uh, of a blood, <laughs> <laughs> blood sausage. Petra, who writes for Watchers on the Wall, uh, asked a question, hey, and I thought that this this, this would uh, particularly root inside of the sorts of things that you're in love with. She says, there's a tradition of killing off the mentors slash caregivers of young protagonists, transition them to adulthood. Dumbledore to Harry, Kenobi for Luke. Do you think Hodor qualifies as another example of this? I actually had tried to equate it, uh, equate it to different things in a similar way. Um, I don't think it's a similar character, but I understand. I understand where that comes from. Um, I, I, I definitely think this is important to Brown's progression, just as the deaths of those other characters were. were. Um, I think it somehow is going to be. I, I hope. It, it affects how how uh, Brown develops person, personality wise, and maybe he's going to take his powers a little bit more seriously now, and he has to he has to be careful with them. Yeah, you know he has it. He so. has this great gift, and yeah, he, he has to learn how to use it. So he's, he has to be immensely important to the storyline. I believe. I think maybe the most important in the end. That's that's by the way, just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't think I have to say that anymore because genuinely no one knows. I'd say not at this point. Yeah, no, I, I have the clue what happens. Uh, you know, people are always sort of saying nudge, nudge, wink, wink when they're asking you questions. And I'm like, no, no, dude, I know no more than you do. That's an interesting question, though, because I think we've talked about this before. I think that brand can go so many different ways, and I, I think that we all hope that this is a lesson that he learns to not mess with time travel and to not put the people that you love in danger, but I also hope that it doesn't give him ideas for how he can manipulate exactly. the past. Yeah, like there's, there's the whole thing about how uh, people have said to me, if only Bran hadn't disobeyed his mother back in the day and not <laughs> climbed not climbed that tower, that he wouldn't have saw those two making out. Uh, it wouldn't have caused a huge issue between the Starks and the Lannisters. And all the, the whole ball wouldn't have been set in motion there. Obviously, you would have still had the Daenerys stuff and the White Walkers, but that whole part of the storyline, which affected Bran and led to him being paralyzed, wouldn't have happened. Um, and God knows what would have happened. So if he goes back there and stops himself from climbing the wall, because uh, you know his legs are very important to him. Yeah. So like, who's to say? But that's what I'm saying. Hopefully, he learns that it's not to be messed with. Uh, what a powerful way for him to learn that lesson and not to make 
like I said before, a minor character die off passively. And that, that is a shame about Natalia's character because it is. if Hodor was a vessel that helped not only give care but usher Bran into the next era of his thought process and the way that he handles his abilities, that's a that, that doesn't get much more important to the series than that. But Asha was important as well. I mean, I don't think with Asha, I don't think either Hodor or Bran would be where they are. They'd be dead. Yeah, exactly, because she was, she yeah. was the... The feistiness, she was the streetwise that got us away from Winterfell. And it was just sad to see her being so quickly dealt with, honestly. Just dispatched by Ramsay at his leisure. She should have had the measure of him. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that was shit. Yeah. No, I, I, would, agree. I would agree with Micah, that. Micah and actually the whole cast really was just like, everyone's been, been bothered by that, by that particular scene. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, if she's not going to be important in the storyline, I understand. But they don't spend that much time building her up to be this badass, wildling assassin. And then, I know, just send her to Dorne. And <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about Dorne. <laughs> it's like Voldemort. We can't say it. Can't say it I like, yeah, I like the conversation, like sort of the progression of Bran's ability to warg, and now that he's lost both Summer and Hodor, oh, where God. does he turn? Actually, do you know what? Let's talk about Dorne. I, <laughs> I, I I'm going to go on record here. Um, I don't know why people hate it so much. Okay. Is that it? Like, do you, do you it? have any? Do you have anything well, else? Are to we going to see it again before the end of the season? I mean, I it's, it was in episode one, and now we're at episode six. I don't love it, but I mean, I don't hate it. Like people are ripping their eyeballs out and throwing them on the nearest right. fire. Uh, Man, I think that the issue is look. Look at this. Look at how beautiful that scene was last night. Look at how beautiful that whole entire episode was. I think. I think it's just the bar is so high when you're surrounded by various scenes in Game of Thrones, and if if, if, yeah. if something doesn't quite hit the mark like the rest of them, it's just subject to intense trolling. Intense trolling. It is. You're right. You're yeah. right. We I mean, need something to be mad about this season. So you still got you still got another five episodes. I'm sure the internet will find something else to be upset about. Really pissed about. Yeah. I mean I know my mother's view on it was she uh she's was a huge book fan. And then with obviously without any disrespect to George, because I haven't read the books, she sort of her interest sort of flagged off after book four a wee bit. Um mm. she was so mm. invested in all these characters and then all of a sudden there was a parallel storyline and all these characters who she really didn't give two fucks about. Um, and I think that's... How, that, that's real. That was her That was her take on it. Um, so she's really waiting for the next book to really bring it back to, to the way it was. But I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Is, is that a valid opinion? Because I don't really know because I'm not a book reader. Yeah, that's how I felt, honestly, my first read through of the series. And I my opinion has changed a little bit as I or a lot of it as I've spent more time in the world. But my first read through is absolutely how I felt. I see for me, I have a, I have a slightly different opinion on it as well, because I, I know Keisha very well and Jess and they're both phenomenal actresses. And their characters are badasses. They are badasses. It's, it's, it's hard yeah. for me to watch them being slated so badly because they're incredibly talented. Well, maybe Hodor should. Go down to Dorne after all. Well, on like a, a leather miniskirt <laughs> and a spear. Yeah. I think that'd do well. well I'd be into it. Well, it's it's yeah. something I have done in the past, as I'm sure most people know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on camera. It probably was on a camera somewhere. <laughs> it's before there was the camera was digital. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for physical prints. <laughs> I have a hypothetical question uh now for you, Christian. Going back to what you were what you're saying about last night's episode and, and that you called it the jolt. Uh, that Bran sends to Hodor that gets him up and moving. And there were several times during this episode where I felt that Hodor had become, 
you know, unlocked and would and would not be stuck in that rut and would actually say something and have lines. And I, now I'm thinking how weird it would be to have Hodor still be alive. Of course, I'd, I'd choose it any day over the fact that he's gone really? from the show. But but how, how interesting it would be to have that character go around and, and, and saying anything other than Hodor. Um, so my question to you is, if, if, if that jolt had unlocked Hodor, what do you think his, his first lines would have been uh, to Bran and, and to, to the group? Um, well, I think it would be very situationally um, dependent. Um, like, right, like it's really cold. <laughs> yeah, or else if he was being asked to maybe carry me from that route over to that dead raven, I would say, fuck no. <laughs> Okay. I'm, 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 com- I'm comfortable here. <laughs> I I just love that idea. Like his eyes stop glazing over, and he's like, "Ah, fuck off." <laughs> Where's that bacon? You talking about bacon? Yeah, or else you do some vo- probably do some vocal exercises. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because <laughs> it's been it's been, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what his last word was as well. I wonder if we could. Figure that out. Mm. Oh my gosh. Obviously, I also want to go on record that I'm not fucking bitter that I've played Hodor for five years and some little shit comes along and gets more lines than I do in my own character. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you that, but... <laughs> I might be a bit Thought sore. <laughs> Is that why you guys didn't didn't talk about the character at all? You just talked over <laughs> the internet? Bitter. <laughs> I'm always bitter. But... Christian, you did... <laughs> A fantastic job. You made a lot of people sad in a good way. Oh, yeah. Well, good. That is good. And uh, you helped make this massively popular uh, TV show uh, uh, even more massively popular. So that's very kind of you to say. I was going to say, how does it how does it feel to be play, to have played the most what is everyone's most favorite character from this TV um, series today? I still don't see it that way. I just did what I did. Just did yeah. what I did. Um, it's definitely an interesting feeling being out on the other side now. Um, but still very much until today felt involved, whereas now I definitely feel like I'm, I'm finished. You're one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. Unless you come back as a White Walker. Unless I come back as a White Walker, which <laughs> I, I doubt. Um, who knows? I don't think so. No, I don't uh, think could so. Could you imagine the final battle? Like, it's not like they're doing bad as it is, but now they've got, like... Hodor versus one one, and it's just well, one one's gonna win. Well, yeah, one one. He's like a real giant, <laughs> not just giant blood. I would like to see though a fucking um, a White Walker Hodor versus the Mountain though. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Someone please work on that fan art, please. <laughs> That's gonna be our next poster. Do you know what? I actually have from. Oh my god! I should totally put it on Twitter. I have a White Walker version of me drawn by a guy in Australia. Okay, you have to do it. Actually, I might like it for you guys. You want to put it up in there? Actually, do you know what? Yeah. I, that would be amazing. I just remembered. I'm actually moving house at the minute. I was buried somewhere. <laughs> the chances, <laughs> so we're never going to yeah, see it. Yeah, I'll probably never see it again. <laughs> the chances of me digging it out are, are slim to none. Well, when you see it, ladies and gentlemen, you'll know. You'll know <laughs> the true fury, which is an undead horror. Yeah, it's actually me and Bran, um, I think. Um, it's a picture of me eating Brown's leg. <laughs> so, <laughs> so awesome. Payback's a bitch. It actually is incredible. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to Google this shit. So satisfying. <sighs> you ready, guys? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. My body's ready. So ready. I'm ready. Oh, my God. It's actually amazing. 
I love this. this is like, yeah. Holy shit. I'm so into this. Yes. <laughs> I'm so into this. Wow. There's like a, a sinewy like piece of meat like coming from it's like a piece of your brain that's stretching out. This is amazing. Yeah. And I, that's I, a tattoo. I, right I love there. it. I'm using one of his legs as a weapon. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. You, you do what you can. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, the minute I saw that, I was like, yeah, I kind of want that to happen. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. You did get killed by an army of White Walkers, though. Yes, I did. And it's quoted somewhere. That's what you always wanted. Right? Someone said that today. Apparently so. I've said, I've said, right? I've said a lot of things in six years. <laughs> <laughs> I, only, I only stand by 40% of it. <laughs> You're still going to do that DJing thing, right? Oh, got, yeah. Right? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's my job. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I do. Um, I'm off to the Philippines in a couple of weeks. Um, then... Um, I am going to San Diego Comic Con. Um, I'm going to be DJing around that area in general, mm. trying to make some money because uh, no, I don't have an acting job anymore. And, yeah, <laughs> you don't have a job. No, I, I guess. Um, I have a movie coming up at the end of the year, uh, a possible Netflix series very shortly. Um, some commercials coming up. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all thanks to Game of Thrones. So I'll never forget that. Well. We'll all never forget the amount of time and energy you put into Hodor, man. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, we're just grateful. I mean, you you mentioned that you've said a lot over the last six years. We're very grateful that some of that has been to us. And uh, you're welcome to come back for and attend Hodor Week uh, again. When is that? Uh, it's going to be Willis Week this year. It'll be in November. Will, it will be Willis Week. Willis Week. Um, I like the alliteration. <laughs> thank you. It's, it's going to be quite sad this year. It's going to be a posthumous Hodor Week. Yeah. You know, is it Memorial? Yeah. That's quite sad. Could be Hodor White Walker Week, maybe. Maybe. Huh? Oh dear. Hey, Valor Margulis, guys. Let's let's be let's not be yeah. sad because it's over. Let's smile because it happened, right? <laughs> That's right. Let's do this mm-hmm. again sometime, maybe when uh, you come back as a White Walker. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I am not backing Start the rumors not, now. I'm not backing that theory. What? You heard it here first. You heard it here, guys. Kiss my arse. That's what you heard. <laughs> Bye everybody. Later. <laughs> Until next time. Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> I have the video of you in the front row of Chicago. Oh, God, you've never uh, shared this with me. Yeah, that's because I'm waiting for the right moment, dear. It's on our, <laughs> it's on our Patreon feed, isn't it? I'm not no. sure. Oh, yeah, you know what? It is. It is. It, it was chap- chapter two, chapter three. It was early on. <laughs>